Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, November 13th. As always, we're presented by D's Home Cuts. And as always, I'm your host, Travis Karczewski. Just me again today. Um, we got Thanksgiving coming up next week. So I'm, uh, and we have the Packers game on Thursday this week. So we will have Truman on unconfirmed at least the next two shows. Unconfirmed, but we should have Truman back in the saddle again. Uh Tuesday, on Thursday, which I'm pretty sure he's going to be here Thursday, but uh, um, I can't confirm that just yet, but just stay tuned to that. Truman should be back Tuesday, uh, Thursday and then Tuesday, so keep watching that. But if many of you follow our Twitter, which you should, TNT Sports Talk 1-2, uh, we have been pretty adamant over the last couple of days of some of the news we have received. Now, um, as you know, it's about Carmelo Anthony. Uh, and their decision, the Rockets and the Carmelo Anthony Camp's decision to supposedly part ways, allegedly uh, part ways. Um, it's looking like more and more he is uh, not going to play tonight. Uh, they have him out with an illness, which is basically just, you know, team speak for, you know, he's just not going to play because we don't want him to get hurt if we do play him. And it diminishes his trade value. But... It's looking more and more like he will not be with the Houston Rockets. He will not play another game with the Houston Rockets. He's been through about 13, 12 to 13 games by my estimate. I know that's probably wrong, but he's been through about 12 to 13 games with the Rockets. He's averaging about 14 points a game. He's shooting about 40%. It's not great. I'm a man enough to admit that. I've said it multiple times. It's not great. But it is clear that the Houston Rockets are using Carmelo Anthony as a scapegoat. Uh, Carmelo Anthony over the past couple of years has been the sort of scapegoat of his team. Carmelo Scapegoat Anthony is his new nickname. So basically, whenever a team starts to fail, uh, they just blame it on Carmelo Anthony if they have him. Now, sometimes it's warranted. I'll admit it. Sometimes he doesn't do things that aren't great um, for the team. But majority of the time, he doesn't do anything so crazy that it should cause this type of losing. Carmelo Anthony hasn't had a great season, but that doesn't even begin to explain why the Rockets are f- failing so Badly. I mean, this team was, you know, they won 65 games last year, and now they're barely under five. They're barely uh, close to 500. They're not at 500, but they're close. Now, as far as other things go, um, Carmelo Anthony has done every single thing that the Rockets have asked of him. He has come off the bench. He has, you know, changed up his game completely, which is in huge in part in itself. Carmelo Anthony is in his 16th year, I believe. Um, or it's his 15th, I, I can't remember, uh, I know I should know that, um, he is through his 15th, 16th year in the league, he has spent the majority of his career being the main offensive weapon, uh, he loves his little mid-range shot, um, his long twos where he backs the persons down and hits them with a fadeaway, that's a signature Carmelo Anthony play, but here's the thing, the Rockets don't do that, the Rockets team, their offense uh, D'Antoni has solely built this team's offense around one thing and one thing only, and that's three-point shots. He is trying to beat the Warriors by being the Warriors when they are not even close to the Warriors. They don't have the amount of shooting that the Warriors have. They're not a three-point team. Uh, they are trying to be so desperately. They're trying to fit this offense into that Warriors mold when that mold is really only created for the Warriors or a team that has somebody like Steph Curry, which there no, no team has somebody like him, or a, t- a guy like Klay Thompson or... Kevin Durant so the Rockets are just trying to be the Warriors but they just aren't the Warriors and it's completely clear um 
if you watch any, if you watch 15 seconds of the Rockets game, you can tell that this offense really has no rhyme or reason to it. It's basically find the open guy, shoot the three, and they've gotten mad at Carmelo Anthony. They've asked him to stop shooting twos, um, but that's Carmelo Anthony's thing. That's his signature: is shooting twos. He can shoot a three every now and then, but he is a two shooter. He is a mid-range guy. Um, and so I get pissed off when people say Carmelo Anthony is the only reason why the Rockets are failing. I get it. Uh, he wasn't on the team last year, and they were good. Now he's on the team, and they're failing. But they've lost a lot of different guys. They've added a lot of different – there's a lot of different guys in the locker room uh, from last year than there is right now. Uh, you know, there's no Trevor Ariza. Uh, you know, the bench is a little bit different. They have Michael Carter-Williams, stuff like that. Um, Chris Paul is coming off an injury. You know, he's another year older. Harden's coming off an MVP season. He should be playing a lot better than he actually is. He's not playing that well right now. So to go ahead and blame that all on Carmelo Anthony uh, is not a wise move. I think D'Antoni uh, set these wheels in motion. I think he is going to be fired next. I think he knows that. Um so he's trying to buy as much time as he possibly can. Uh, so what he's going to do is he's going to get rid of the one guy who's been a scapegoat earlier on in his career with the Knicks and with the uh, the Thunder. And he's going to use him to the best of his advantage. And he's going to cut him. And he's going to uh, put out a bunch of stories in the media you know, saying that Carmelo Anthony's not playing well uh, just to buy himself another couple of months until eventually everybody realizes it's not Carmelo's problem. It's... Uh, D'Antoni's problem, it's this offense that he's built, which doesn't work. Um, you know, like I said, Carmelo Anthony has done everything you've asked for him to do. He's he shot the three. Um, he's not a great three-shooter. He's a decent three-shooter, not a great three-shooter. Um, he shot the three. He's come off the bench, which is something he wouldn't have, he didn't want to do last year. He was pretty open about that, not wanting to come off the bench. Um, but uh, he did it, and he did it with no complaining, really. There relatively no complaining outside of the Rockets locker room, as far as we know. Um, and you got to give a guy credit for that. He he's been an MVP candidate his whole career. He's one of the all-time greats. Um, and to go from you know a starter to go from the man in New York, the man the man in Denver, the man in New York, to a you know a, the third fourth option on the Thunder to now a bench player, it's a far cry from where he once was you know all-star caliber mvp caliber level he's not there anymore because the nba has changed up so much and it's completely away from his game nowadays um but he is still useful i think you put him in the right situation you give him the right players to work with you give him the right coaching you let him do his game i think he's still a valuable piece in the nba and i think other teams have shown that um supposedly carmelo anthony's camp spent the whole day monday trying to uh reach out to some interest with NBA teams. Apparently, he's garnered a lot of interest. Um, some of the teams I've heard, you know, fans are saying Warriors. I haven't heard anything about the Warriors. Fans are saying Nuggets, which I haven't heard anything about the Nuggets. That would be cool. Um, you know, reunite back home uh, in Denver. That would be a nice situation, a nice storyline. Uh, I've heard other things, such as uh, the 76ers were pretty interested. Report out. Saying how the uh, Celtics need a uh, 14, 15 year guy. Uh, knows how to win games um, and knows that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Uh, so maybe, you know, the Celtics are putting their feelers out there. Um, you know, I know he would love to play with LeBron. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this Lakers team has a little bit too many personalities for Carmelo to succeed. Um, 
I think a team like Miami would be a great place to go. But like I said, you know, people claim all the time he's a bad teammate, he's a bad guy, and he's just not uh, somebody people want. He's now not a valued asset. But as now that these stories have started to come out and people are starting to realize, you know, he is the scapegoat, uh, you're seeing more and more players in the NBA come out in support of Carmelo, you know, you saw Dwayne Wade, you saw, I saw Evan Turner, there's multiple guys, uh, these guys are coming out in support of Carmelo, you know, saying, you know, he is the scapegoat, he's been a scapegoat for such a long time, he was a scapegoat in New York, um, you know, and all he's done is what he's asked, you know, he could have left uh, via free agency when he saw that the Knicks were going downhill, but he signed on, he could have left, um, He the, when he asked for a trade in Denver, uh, he could have just sat out the season, you know, stayed healthy, but he played half a season, made the all-star team, played well enough to get them into playoff contention, and then they traded him, but still, he does he does um, things that kind of go over under the radar. You know, he does these type of things, you know, where he sits on the bench, he admits he will, uh, he, he switches up his entire game, and then, you know, they start to fail a little bit, and it's taking him a little bit of time to get more acquainted, and next thing you know, People want to get rid of him as quickly as possible, which is not fair to him, not fair uh, to him at all. I don't know where I was going with that. But we will progress. We are the number one Carmelo Anthony podcast. Uh, We will progress. We will get better. We will um, find a right rightful home. We will find a place that has the coaching and the talent that we need around us that's going to let Carmelo Anthony nurture, let him grow, let him get better. Uh, And that's how we're going to fix this. He's going to get that ring this year. Like I said, Uh, it's going to take a little bit harder than what I thought. It's not going to be the Rockets. I truly don't believe that, but it is a possibility. And uh, it is a possibility that he will be leaving. It's looking more, more like that every single day. So we will keep you updated. Carmelo Anthony is our GOAT. He is our daddy, is our savior. We will not uh, discriminate him in any way. We're not going to make fun of him. Obviously, he's had a rough season. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not just going to look at the stats. But he is an NBA player. He does have the talent to continue to play well in the NBA and contribute at a high level to a playoff team. So that's all I wanted to say about that. Um, We're now going to talk about the Jimmy Butler situation, the Jimmy Butler saga that has been captivating the uh, sports world for the last couple of uh, uh, last couple. Sorry about that. The last couple of months, you know, it started in August um, with Jimmy Butler demanding a trade. Quieted down a little bit. Everybody thought he was going to be traded right away. Nobody expected him to start the season with the uh, Timberwolves. And then next thing you know, um, he is at practice. That practice, that famous practice, which I would. Give my life to watch the practice video of that day. I would pay uh, an exorbitant, exorbitant, look at that, amount of money to watch Jimmy Butler take that third string uh, group of Timberwolf players and beat the first string guys. I would pay a lot of money to watch that. So we went from that to uh, starting the season. Um, he's been playing off and on, uh, he's been playing well, um, but he's been playing off and on, you know, he hasn't played every night, uh, until now we finally got the trade, uh, sent through the other day on Saturday, I believe it was working, so I didn't get to see it right away, um, but I did get to, uh, get the uh, details a little bit later in the day as they started to come out, and I'll be honest, I think the Timberwolves screwed up big time, the Timberwolves here had an opportunity to really get a lot of players. I know 
get a lot of picks because um, I think the Timberwolves are going to start to go through more of a uh, um, rebuilding type of situation. I think they need to. Uh, I know they got a not not a total full rebuild, but I think tearing down a little bit would help a lot. You know, keeping those key pieces of you know Wiggins uh, and Carl Anthony Towns stuff like that. But I mean, the players that they got, you know, they got. Um, Robert Covington, Sarge, and a second-round pick, I believe, um, for uh, Jimmy Butler. Sarge is a fine young player. Covington has been a starter in the in the league for a pretty decent amount of time. Uh, he was really the only good piece that the 76ers had for a long time. Um, really the only tradable piece, I would say, now that he's finally gone. But um, to get Jimmy Butler for that is not a lot as in terms of the Rockets were offering four first-round picks. I mean, Covington and Sarge are going to add to that rotation. The second-round pick is basically nothing in terms of NBA. Um, so, I mean, those four first-rounders might have been help. And now you're looking at, you know, the Rockets are struggling right now. So those four first-round picks could have been potentially, you know, I'm not saying lottery, but potentially top 15, which you could have got a good young athletic player um, to add to that core, that already young core. Um as far as how Jimmy Butler goes, I, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Butler. I think he got screwed in this situation. Um, I think he went to a situation to try to reunite with Thibodeau. I think Thibodeau uh, had problems controlling Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. I think Carl Anthony Towns uh, is a fine young player, but he's just not going. Him and Wiggins just aren't going to reach their potential because I don't think they work hard enough to do that. Um, and I think Jimmy Butler is a guy who he's been through it all. You know, he was homeless when he was a child. He's worked his way up to this. You know, he wasn't a high pick, um, and he has just worked his ass off to get to where he is. I think he resented uh, Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns a little bit. Um, so I'm glad the situation's resolved. I'm glad he's gone. I think he's going to add to the uh, 76ers. Um, although, you know, you, you got a guy like Markel Fultz, uh, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, it's he's not going to last long there because I think Jimmy Butler isn't going to have a very long fuse for uh, the antics of Markel Fultz and his problems with shooting. Uh, he kicked his train, he kicked his trainer to the curb the other day. So I'm not so sure what's going on right now uh, with the 76ers, and I'm not so sure how Butler's going to mash. But he will mesh. Um, he will eventually mesh into this team and they'll help him out a lot. You know, he's a good shooter. They need a couple, they need some shooters there. You know, Simmons isn't the best. Uh, and I think it's going to help them out a lot. So last NBA story, like I said, we wanted to lead off with NBA, uh, just cause Camilla Anthony, the, uh, travesty that is the Carmelo Anthony Houston Rockets saga, uh, was the biggest story on my mind the past couple of days. So I had to get that out. Uh, next we want to talk about Karis Levert. Uh, you know, yesterday, Karis LeVert was playing the Timberwolves. He plays for the Nets. Uh, he has had one of the best seasons in a long time for him. He has certainly put himself in the front running for most improved player. Uh, he has been the Nets sort of star. Um, he, the Nets, you know, really like him. They're trying to start of sort of make him the centerpiece of that organization. But he turned around um, and he has played extremely well this year. And he has taken that kind of uh leader of that team he's taken that role uh in stride and he has played extremely well this year but last night he went up for a block i believe versus the the uh who are they playing the timberwolves i believe um and he came down and it was a disgusting video his knee his ankle bent in a way i've never seen an ankle or knee bend before uh right there with you know paul george uh, Gordon Hayward type of severity, you know, one of those injuries that everybody stops what they're doing and searches it on Twitter, and it's, the video is all over Twitter. And no matter how bad it gets, you have to watch it just so you know what's going on. Um, but apparently today, 
all all that happened was he dislocated his ankle, and he might be back later this season, which is uh, pretty exciting news for him and the uh, the Nets. Uh, so, like I said, they're going to be out. They're going to be away from him for some time, but to get him back uh, after an injury that everybody thought would you know end his season uh, is huge, and he'll continue to be a force uh, within the next couple of months here when he gets back healthy. But you know that's. That's amazing, you know, that he only got a dislocated ankle after something like this. Uh, so you got to give uh, him credit, prayers out to him. Hopefully his rehabilitation process goes smoothly and he gets back to his uh, former self and his former level. But that's it for basketball. Uh, a little bit longer of basketball talk than we usually have, so that was pretty fun. We're going to get to football now, and then we'll hit some baseball, and then we'll hit some uh, segments, and then we will get you out of here. So first, let's start with a Week 10 NFL review. So Week 10 was interesting because... There weren't any runaway, you know, great games. Um, I know there were some games that had a little bit more buzz than others, but at the end of the day, it wasn't like there was like a clear-cut, this is the game to watch type of thing as there was last week. Um, so we'll start with Thursday night's game, Carolina and Pittsburgh. I picked Carolina in this game, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you guys know that, you listen to it. Uh, and Pittsburgh ended up winning 52-21. to It was a straight-up slaughter from the beginning. I know a couple of people who were at the game, they left early because, you know, Josh Dobbs came in. It was a mess um, from the beginning. You know, I read a lot of stuff about this game just because I had time on my hands. Um, And they said this shows the problem with the Panthers. This is why the Panthers may not win the Super Bowl or may not be as dominant as they could be because the only games they've really won this year are games where it's been close uh, or when they've had the lead because they, they have a good running attack. Um, and they can slowly matriculate the ball down the field. Um, they don't really have good wide receivers or great wide receivers to really open up that passing game. And that's why when the when the Panthers slowly start to get behind, uh, it's a huge problem for them as they try to uh, kind of get back into uh, um, contention in the game. So... As it starts, as the lead starts to progress a little bit more, as the Steelers start to score, it's just becoming more and more less likely that the Panthers will come back because they can't they can't score quickly. They like to play a game where they're in the they're in control. Um, they can run their offense the way they want to run it. They can run McCaffrey, who has turned into a phenomenal running back. He has had a fantastic season. All credit to him and North Turner. But this team is going to uh, have to figure out a passing attack. I know the wide receivers on the outside are not great. I know they drafted DJ Moore. Uh, he hasn't been what they expected him to be just yet. It's too early to really label him anything. Uh, and then Funchess is, de- is a decent wide receiver, but he's not that true number one that's going to garner a lot of attention uh, like a Julio, Antonio Brown, Odell, whatever. So let's go to Sunday. Uh, Chicago beat the Detroit Lions 34-22. to uh, Good game for both teams. Um, good game for both teams. Good game for the Bears. Uh, they're 6-3 now. Trubisky threw three touchdowns. He looked good. Um, really wasn't much of a game. Uh, the score is a little bit tighter than what it was. I think the Bears were pretty much in the lead the entirety of the game. Uh, and they ended up wrapping that up pretty quickly. So sadly, the Bears keep winning. Um, you hate to see it. Uh, Trubisky keeps playing well. He's playing better each and every single week. Nagy has done a phenomenal job uh, with him and his uh, uh, passing attack. Um, and then they got uh, you know a good some good weapons. And then obviously Khalil Mack holding down that defense just shows us you know how good 
uh, they can really beat. So it's going to be interesting to see when they play an actual good team because Detroit's not that good. Uh, and they haven't beaten any good teams yet. So once they start to play, you know, high competition, then I'll start to, you know, be worried about the Bears. But right now I'm not worried about the Bears one bit at all. So, uh, next game, New Orleans and Cincinnati. 51-14, New Orleans got the win. Sean Payton was smashing fire alarms before the game. Got in trouble, but uh, he said he's going to pay for it. Uh, so, don't worry about that. Uh, he was smashing it because it was kept going off and it wouldn't stop. So, for some reason, he had to smash it with a hammer. Uh but uh, 50, 51 to 14, uh, the Saints had kind of a weird week. You know, they signed Des Bryant. He gets hurt, um, and he's out for the season. You know, it's cool watching some of those guys score and then throw up the Des X, um, supporting their brother, you know, who's going through a lot right now. Uh, really sucked to see Des Bryant tear his Achilles. Um, hopefully, he'll be back next year. I was excited to watch him with the Saints. Sadly, he won't be. Um, but we will uh, see him again. This isn't the last we've ever heard from Des Bryant. Um, but 14 points only put up by the uh, Bengals is not great. I know they're still uh, they still don't have AJ Green. The offense has kind of sputtered a little bit. The defense has looked rough. So they fired Terrell Austin. We'll get into that in a second after the games. Um, but Cincinnati, you know, they're five and four right now. They need to slowly start to come back a little bit. You know, they're not as dominant as people once thought at the beginning of the year. Atlanta at Cleveland. Cleveland won 28-14. The Browns played their best game of the season so far. Baker Mayfield played his best game of his career in his short career. Give it that so far. Nick Chubb played his best game of his career so far. Everything worked out for the Browns. Uh, the Falcons didn't look great. The Falcons aren't that good of a team, Cleveland. Uh, I know you want to say that they are just because they were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, but they just aren't that good. They've come a long way from the Super Bowl bid a couple years ago. Um but it is a good team. It's a decent team to beat. Uh, and they played the best they've ever played all year, which is good. Uh, second week uh, into the Greg Williams regime. So as as the season goes, I don't know where we expect the Browns to go. Um, you know, I want I want them to continue to win, but they're playing the uh, the Titans next week, I believe. I don't know. They got a bye week next week, so that's going to help. That's a huge, huge thing for the uh, for the Browns to go right into the bye week after a huge win like this. So we'll see where it goes. As far as Atlanta goes, they're just going to be decent all year. They're not going to do much. They're not going to make enough noise. Next game, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Indianapolis got the win 29-26. to uh, Jacksonville has come a long way from the playoffs a couple years ago. Same with the Falcons, but a little bit sooner than we all expected, I think. This team's falling apart. I don't know where you turn to here. I don't think getting rid of Blake Bortles is the answer. I don't think getting rid of Doug Marone is the answer. Uh, I think... The, the Jaguars kind of bid into the hype a little bit this offseason, um, and they've slowly started to come back down to earth, um, and that's why they're failing. Uh, Jalen Ramsey's you know talking on Twitter, saying how he doesn't really like it there, kind of. I don't have the exact tweets in front of me, but they weren't good if you're a Jaguars fan. Um, but as far as the season goes, the Jaguars, it's rough right now. Uh, Andrew Luck has looked great, so you got to give the Colts credit for that, but they should have easily won this team Nobody would pick the Colts uh, before the season started, but you know now that the Jaguars are failing, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens this off season. Because um, I'm not sure where you go from here. You know, obviously they got Leonard Fournette back, but uh, he's still trying to work his way back. Um, so that's a huge part. But you never know what's happening with the Jacksonville Jaguars. A lot of drama in that locker room, which is why I hate drama in my locker room because. 
When it's when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's really bad. So next game, Kansas City and Arizona. This was at Kansas City. Kansas City won 26-14. No duh. Um, everybody expected the uh, Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. You know, they have played so well as of late. Uh, they haven't slowed down yet, which is surprising. You know, they're 9-1. and one. Uh, An Andy Reid-led team usually starts hot and then finishes slow and barely just kind of limps, crawls into the playoffs. But they're going into this, you know, full steam ahead. Pat Mahomes is looking like the runaway MVP candidate, um, which is crazy in his really first full year in the NFL. I get it's his second year, but um, he only played in, you know, one game last year, I think. So the Chiefs, they are looking like a wagon. They're winning every single week. Pat Mahomes, like I said, is MVP candidate. Uh, this defense is coming around. Obviously, the Cardinals aren't the best judge of talent to really stack your team up, but they are playing um, NFL talent, and they are just destroying them. So as far as it goes, I know they lost to the Patriots, but, I mean, that was a close game. They could easily be undefeated. Um, and I think if the Patriots have to go to Arrowhead uh, in January, I think that's going to be a tough game for the Patriots. Uh, and I think, you know, even if it doesn't go to Arrowhead and they stay home, I think it still could be a tough game for the Patriots. Next game, Buffalo and New York. So the Jets uh, at home got absolutely embarrassed in front of their home crowd, losing 41-10 to uh, versus a Matt Barkley-led uh, uh, Bills team. Uh, Matt Barkley, I think he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. He's played for a lot of bad teams over the years. He's never had a ton of talent, but he, he puts up decent numbers. You know, this game, obviously, it's against a decent defense, not complete you know, crap. Uh, but he went out here and he put up, you know, 15 for 25, uh, two touchdowns. And, you know, that's pretty impressive for a guy who, you know, this was kind of a spot start for him. He was just picked up off of waivers a couple weeks ago. Um, but he did play well, and you got to give him credit. I know people are quick to hate on Matt Barkley, but I mean, he really, I mean, he hasn't had that crappy of a career. I'm surprised he's still out there. You know, he played well for the Bears um, a couple a couple uh, years ago before, you know, Trubisky and all of that. Um, he played well for them, you know, with not a lot of talent around him. So I think he gets a lot of unnecessary hate. Now, as far as the Jets go, the Jets, that is a mess of a franchise right now. I'm not sure where they go from here. Uh, they got a bye week, which is going to help them, you know, slowly start to uh, figure out where they're at um, in terms of a team. They, you know, I've come a long way from week one versus the Lions where they absolutely showed out and were, looked dominant. Uh, they really don't have that many weapons on the outside. Uh, Robbie Anderson is probably the only guy uh, I think would strike fear in anybody, um, any defense. Uh, they got some nice players on defense, you know, with Jamal Adams. Uh, Leonard Williams is still there. Uh, Darren Lee's a solid young linebacker from Ohio State. So, I mean, they have young weapons. Um just not enough yet and i'm not sure if i'm ready to say that uh uh sam darnold is not a bust i'm not really sure where to uh put him yet you know it's looking like baker mayfield was the smart decision there at number at number one uh so next game we'll go to is the chargers and the oh no sorry skipped a couple of games here washington and tampa bay washington won 16 to 3 fitz magic is not there, but he is playing decent. Uh, he is leading that offense down the field. They're just not getting it done. One thing I saw, I, I heard on another podcast, um, the Washington Redskins, in every single game this year they have played, they have been no lead changes. So that means the first person to score um, usually wins. That is, has won every single game. So the first person to score first has won every single game uh, for the Redskins because there has been no lead changes in any of those games. Um so that looks like it was no different today. Uh, I mean, Sunday, sorry. 
So, as far as the Redskins go, I like the Redskins. I think they're a decent team. I think they'll win the NFC East just because the NFC East is so poor right now. Um, they'll could be competing with Dallas, I think. I don't think the Eagles are going to get there. And obviously the Giants, it's a complete mess in New York right now. Uh, so, as far as... Uh, Playoffs go, I don't think they'll compete for any sort of Super Bowl or anything like that, but they are a decent team. Jay Gruden's a decent coach. Um, they just need a little bit more. I don't think Alex Smith's going to lead you anywhere too exciting, uh, so they might need a little bit more there and a little bit more on the outside, but their defense is solid. Next game. Uh, the game of the week, I think the biggest surprise, Tennessee winning 34-10 to over the Patriots. Bill Belichick got out Bill Belichick by his former player, Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel has been way above everybody else in terms of uh, the newest head coaches. I mean, Nagy's right there too. But Vrabel's been absolutely insane with the Titans. He's really took taken them to be you know, a serious contender um, in the AFC. Not Super Bowl, but playoff. Um, he kind of switched up their offense a little bit. and they, you know, He did some new things that I don't think anybody's seen before. Um, and I don't think the Patriots were ready for it, clearly. Uh, and he played well. Uh, and they all played well. Um, and he game planned really well, so you got to give him credit for that. Uh, the Patriots really didn't expect a game like this. I think they kind of slept a little bit, and they go through these periods every now and then where uh, you know they fail, they have a bad loss, and everybody starts to write them off a little bit. And next thing you know, they come back and win you know the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to say anything about oh they're done because they're not, but uh, it's a good game for the Titans as they continue to try and get better. Next game, uh, Los Angeles versus the Oakland Raiders. Los Angeles won twenty to six. The Chargers are actually, you know, they're seven and two right now, and Bosa hasn't even played a game yet. Bosa is their best, arguably best defensive, one of the best defensive players in the NFL, um, and he hasn't even played a game yet. And they're seven and two, so that's really impressive. Uh, you got to give them credit for that. Uh, you know, they've been bad teams, but you know, Bosa just hasn't had to play yet. So, you know, they'll continue to win. They'll continue to beat up on these bad teams, but I want to see what they do versus a good team before I start, you know, you know, uh, praising them a little bit more than they, they are right now. But seven and two, uh, I'm not sure where they're at in terms of standings. Uh, they're second place in the AFC West, obviously behind the uh, Chiefs, um, but overall, uh, you know, they're the fourth best team in the NFL in terms of records. So you got to give them that, all without their best player, arguably best player. Next game, Seattle, uh, Miami and Green Bay. Green Bay won 31-12. Uh, this was Aaron Jones' breakout game. Aaron Jones, Packer fans have been crying to get Aaron Jones the ball and get him more carries this entire season. Uh, and they finally did that in the first half early on. Uh, he ran away with it. He was the star of the game. Aaron Rodgers is still trying to get back to his old self. Uh, I think he's still dealing with a little bit of injuries, but he is. Uh, he had a good game. Miami's just not that good with Brock Osweiler. Even with Tannehill, they're not that great. I don't think it's Gase's fault. I just think this offense is a little stale. It's always been stale in Miami in terms of offense. Um, so as far as the season goes for Miami, I think they'll continue to be average. They won't make the playoffs. Green Bay, though, uh, this is a step in the right direction. You know They've had two hard losses coming off the bye week. This was a step in the right direction for them. Uh, and I think they'll continue to progress. Um, hopefully, you know, they... They don't, uh, uh, you know, play well enough to keep Mike McCarthy's job. I think the only thing that's going to keep, I, I want to say this, but I think the only thing keeping Mike McCarthy's job is uh, if he wins a Super Bowl. If, if he doesn't win a Super Bowl, I think he'll lose his job. Maybe if he makes it to the Super Bowl, but as far as it goes, I think that 
winning a Super Bowl is the only thing that would guarantee he stays another year. Um, and he's going to have to to do that. He's going to have to run Aaron Jones more than he even than he got last game. I think he skimped on his carries there towards the end, even though we were up by a high margin. But still, next game. Uh, Seattle and the Rams. The Rams won 36-31. A little bit of a uh, uh, scary game for Rams fans. You know, they didn't want to lose two straight, and it was a little bit closer than what they expected. Seattle's actually turned out to have a pretty decent year so far. They've, they've played hard versus some good teams. You know, they've really, you know, they're 4-5. and five. They're not great, but they are playing pretty hard versus some good teams. So you got to give them credit for that when they really, everybody kind of wrote them off. The night game, Dallas and Philadelphia. Dallas won 27-20. Uh... They keep continuing to be average. I think both the teams, Dallas and Philadelphia, are average right now. Uh, so they keep continuing to uh, be average. And I think they'll be that way for the rest of the season. Uh, I don't think they'll win the NFC East. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East. I think they have a, cure, a uh, clear Super Bowl hangover. Uh, I think we've all seen that. And uh, I think you'll see that more as the season goes. The Monday night game, which nobody watched, the Giants won 27-23 to over the Nick Mullen-led 49ers. Uh, Mullins didn't look terrible. He looked all, all right. Uh, he didn't look as good as he did in his first game, but again, that was against the Raiders. Um, the Giants continue to, continue to uh, do stupid things. They should be tanking uh, instead of trying to win games, but again... You know, they're, they're NFL players. They don't want to lose, but uh, I think they should be tanking. Uh, even though they are winning right now. So that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. So let's get to some storylines here. Hugh Jackson got fired by the Browns a couple weeks ago, and now he has joined the uh, Cincinnati Bengals staff, reuniting with Marvin Lewis and friends. Uh, they're not sure what his role is, but he is going to be involved somewhere on the offense. So give him that. Uh, he is a good offensive mind, not a great head coach. You know, I think maybe he'll resurrect his career a little bit um, as the season goes. You know, Nathan Peterman, my guy, he got cut by the uh, Buffalo Bills. He's now looking for another job. Uh, sad to say, I don't really know what team would give him another job. I think that would be a dumb situation, a dumb decision. Uh, so if they do give him another job, that would be awesome because uh, I love watching Nathan Peterman play football just because he's so bad. But, I mean, like I said last week, you got to give the guy credit. He goes out there every single week, and he plays. Uh, and, you know, he's not great, but he just keeps going out there. They keep starting him. So he's, he's doing something right. You know, you can't deny that. Last headline. Uh, so the Rams and the Chiefs are playing uh, in um, Mexico this week. The best game of the year, it's in Mexico, uh, which I don't love. Uh, and especially I don't love it now because if you looked at, they did some pictures of the field that they're supposed to be playing on. It's a soccer field. It is torn to shit. It is looking so bad right now. Um, there's patches everywhere. Soccer players rip up fields. That's why we shouldn't play football games on soccer fields. But, you know, you, I, I'm not the NFL, so I can't really say anything. But uh, it's looking pretty bad. So hopefully, you know, there's no injuries. And hopefully uh, it looks, uh, hopefully they get it in shape in time for this game, which should be, the best game of the year so far, right up there with the Saints and the Rams. Uh, but we're going to move now to college football. But before, Yeah, we're sorry, we're going to do ads in a minute. We're going to move forward to college football right now. We're going to go over Week 11 in college football. So I wanted to talk about uh, Week 11, which wasn't insane. Um, wasn't, you know, again, it was kind of like Week 10. It was just kind of boring. Uh, Ohio State, though, did get a big win, you know, 26-6 over 18th-ranked Michigan State. Uh, I think that's going to help them in the playoff rankings. Uh, as far as everything else goes, Alabama didn't look great. Uh, they won 24-0 over Miss 
Mississippi State, you know, which says it in itself, that sentence right there. They didn't look great, but they still won 24 nothing. Uh, I think it's going to be Northwestern and playing Ohio State for the Big Ten Championship game if Ohio State can beat Michigan, which I think they will. Um, and as far as next week goes, we got some big games because I think um, I think Syracuse is playing Notre Dame um, at Yankee Stadium, which is going to be a fantastic game to watch. I'm pumped up for that. So that's going to be fun to watch. But other than that, college football, you know, it wasn't an exciting week. It wasn't a you know one of those weeks you sit down and you know watch every single game because there's so much you can't keep up but it was a good week i'll give him that um and we're gonna move now to baseball but before that uh we're gonna do ads but i wanted to tell you uh i do a break each in in, in between these shows you know i can't it's getting harder for me to do what's well, not getting harder it's been harder for me to do an entire hour just talking so i take a break um and i looked on my in my breaks i scroll through my twitter and uh there was a tweet i saw from bleacher report that said that several uh Rams and Chiefs players are considering sitting out this game if the field is in poor condition, which is exciting, which is interesting, because if both teams refuse to play, you know what do you do? You can't you give them losses? Like you can't really do anything. Um, I think they'll have the field in order by the time the game's ready uh, to roll, uh, but. We shouldn't be having these situations. You know, the NFL should have been keeping up on this. We shouldn't even have. This shouldn't even have been a storyline. The NFL should have been keeping up on this, and they should have been playing. Uh, they should have been planning a different situation, different stadium, if the field is like what it is right now. But the NFL doesn't care about its players. So we're going to move now to baseball. But before that, I had to remind you guys that our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. D's is the best place around Northeast Ohio, like I say every show, to get a fresh haircut at a low price. $7, you get a haircut, a really nice haircut, um, and modern styling. Um, you won't find a cheaper haircut. There's literally no place in the world you'll find a cheaper haircut. Um, Truman and I and about 90% of our guests have gotten their haircut from D's, and we have never looked or felt better. He's starting to dabble a little bit into girls, so girls stay tuned. Um, he's getting his feet wet a little bit, but he's mostly guys right now, but he is starting to dabble, so I'll let you know when that happens. But other than that, he gets his – he. Uh, his cuts get better every single time. Sorry, I got lost there. His cuts get better every single time because he's always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut possible. Go check out his Instagram if you don't believe me. Uh, set up an appointment directly in his bio or DM him, uh, and you can get a fresh cut at a low price. $7. You won't find a cheaper haircut. That's just flat out. That's a true statement. So baseball, uh, quickly, we're going to go through it. The awards are starting to come out. This is awards week. Um, uh, this is the awards week. Uh, so we are going to get those uh, as the the nights go. Um, sorry, I'm a, I'm a little lost right now. I my phone fell and I got all my notes screwed up. But uh, Joe Maurer, um, one of the game's all-time greats, has retired. Uh, he is hanging it up after I believe 15 seasons. I think it might be 16, but it's 15. Um, if I were to say it, if I were to my gun was to my head, 16. 15 seasons, sorry, um, with the Twins. Uh, you know, he was the first overall pick in two, 2001, so yeah, 15 seasons. Um, you know, he was the M- MVP in 2009. Uh, you know, he hit 365 that year, which is insane. Um, he's always been one of those consistent hitters uh, who is always um, hitting, you know, upwards of 280. Uh, it's going to be a big loss for the Twins. You know, he was a fan favorite there for the last couple of years. He helped them on some major runs in the playoffs. Uh, he never. I don't know. Um, uh, like I said, it looks like I think he'll be. 
um, Hall of Fame contention. I'm not sure if he'll get there. Uh, he never won a World Series. I'm sorry, I got confused by that. Um, but he did play well um, his entire career, consistent hitter. Uh, so you got to give him credit for that. Good career for Joe Maurer, and it sucks that he's gone, but he was one of the game's greats, uh, really just a solid player, and it sucks that he's gone. Uh, so like I said, Wards Week, rookie of, the, rookie of the Year was announced last night. Uh, Ronald Acuna won for the National League. Um, number one prospect, got called up this year. He hit 293, um, 26 home runs you know, in pretty much half a season. It's going to be crazy to see what he does um, with a full season under his belt. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Otani won in the AL. I think that was kind of set, uh, you know, he was going back and forth. You know, he had Tommy John surgery uh, when he was pitching, but when he was pitching, he had a 3.31 ERA. Uh, he ended up hitting 285 with 22 home runs. Uh, so an outstanding season for him. I know that's not what he expected. I know he wanted to pitch more, but you got to give the guy credit. An outstanding season for him uh, and his uh, baseball career is off to a pretty solid start. We're going to move now to some segments, uh, one segment actually, uh, and then we are going to get you out of here. But before that, obviously our show is brought to you by D's Home Cuts. It's also brought to you by A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. By using professional equipment, A's constantly strives to provide families with professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Turn to A's and trust me, your lawn and your home will never look better. It's fall. Uh, the leaves are everywhere. They're annoying as hell to blow um, and get rid of. So turn to A's, and trust me, they'll take care of that for you and will look great. The phone number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So uh, we've reached the clock. Actually, um, it's 356 right now, but it's looking like uh, it's all over Twitter. That Le'Veon Bell will not be reporting this season. He is going to forfeit this season, uh, which means he technically didn't even play this year um, because he wasn't active. He can't play anymore. He won't be there for the rest of the season. Uh, I think this is the best outcome for the Steelers. Uh, Not for Le'Veon, but for the Steelers because I think if he were to come back into uh, this locker room, I think he would throw off everything that they got going on right now. And I think you know they would be forced to start him because he's so talented, and that would just destroy James Conner mentally. Um, so I uh, think this is a good thing for the Steelers. I think it's a bad thing for Le'Veon. You know, he lost the season. You know, what happens next year? I don't know, but he did. You know, he is coming off of you know, pretty much two years worth of not playing, um, so his legs will be fresh. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch him next year, wherever he does end up. I think they'll release him from his franchise tag. I don't think they want him around for another year. Um, so I think we'll get to see him hit free agency this uh, coming season, this offseason, uh, and hopefully find a new home and where he gets compensated for what he believes he is deserved, which is whatever that is, I don't know. But that's it for our show today. Uh, we've been following Le'Veon. Uh, probably the last we'll talk about him until the offseason, unless he does something stupid, which he might. You never know. That's Le'Veon. But uh, it is... Uh, the end of the show today. I want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, we ask that you go on to iTunes where you review our podcast, subscribe, and uh, leave us a rating. Other than that, follow us on Twitter at TNT Sports Talk 1-2. Like I said, that's where you will find everything. We released our official statement on Carmelo Anthony and this whole saga on Sunday night when it was coming out. Uh, so it's up-to-date news. Every now and then something happens. Uh, so that's where you want to go. And also, if you want to be a guest, 
ask us questions, whatever. We'll answer the questions on the podcast. Send us all that through the DMs, which are always open. Listen to us tomorrow on 12 Ounce Radio. Uh, find us on YouTube too. I know YouTube, It's I haven't gotten a couple episodes up on there the last couple of weeks because of uh, um, the software I use hasn't been working very well. Uh, other than that though, we are going to try to get this one up there. Hopefully it is uh, and you never know. But I'll, I'm going to keep working at that. Other than that, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday. We're going to have a packed show for you on Thursday uh, with a couple of these news stories we talked about today, hopefully progressing and getting a little bit more exciting. But uh, other than that, tune in on Thursday uh, and have a great day, guys. Thanks.